This is Arab Talk on KPOO, San Francisco, 89.5 FM. This is Arab Talk with Justin Jamal. I'm Jessica Nam. And this is Jamal Dajani. Jamal, I have a question for you. In the spectrum of lying, dissembling, and deceit, who would you describe as the biggest liar with the greatest capacity for deceit and dissembling when you compare Donald Trump with Benjamin Netanyahu? I think the majority of our show today is going to be about the deceitfulness, the lying, the dissembling, the attempt to fabricate, to make things up between these two epic figures in the media today who have absolutely no regard for the truth, no regard for facts, no regard for reality. And frankly, when I look at what has happened this week, and this includes Benjamin Netanyahu's PowerPoint presentation to the world, although really it was a PowerPoint presentation for Donald Trump, and then what we heard last night from Rudy Giuliani on Fox News, I can't seem to take a decision on which of these two individuals is the biggest liar. Well, and this is a very challenging question, and we need our listeners' support and listeners' participation and our viewers on Facebook Live, because really the real question, who is the bigger liar, Benjamin Netanyahu or Donald Trump? And, and I want to break this down, and first let's start by Bibi Netanyahu, and for our listeners and, and viewers, uh, I just want to remind them about his, uh, what I call it, the Hasbara show and tell. The Hasbara PowerPoint. The Hasbara PowerPoint, <laughs> the Hasbara show and tell. This is, you know. It, it looked, it really looked so incredibly foolish. You me. know, here really comes foolish. Netanyahu and. Uh, no, but wait, you know, t- tell them about the, I mean, the lead up to it. I mean, two or three days prior to this, Jamal, Netanyahu comes out. I, I have breaking news. He basically comes out, tells the entire world that I'm going to give the world this most astonishing breaking news that will undermine the whole credibility and the whole foundation of the Iran nuclear deal. So the stage was set, Jamal. He he announced this grand presentation. Right, and so he shows uh, shows uh, shows up uh, in front of a massive <laughs> bookcase filled with folders, claiming that this represents the number of documents that Israel has on Iran's program. He went through his presentation on human-sized long screens, right? So this right. is what he saw. Showing slides and pictures of what he claimed was evidence of Tehran violating the agreement with global powers. You know, just just simply looking at that massive case, you would think that the Israeli Mossad had hundreds of people roaming the streets of Tehran and Iran collecting evidence. And and the way he talked about it. And documenting it. But collecting evidence contemporaneously. It was as if he was saying, we have just obtained this shocking information 
about Iran's nuclear program. And we're going we're gonna to listen to a, a, a short uh, clip of this uh Jess, you know, you're going to make hour. me listen to it. Yeah, we're going to make you listen to it. You know, it's, it's, it, I know it's going to be painful. I listened to it once already, man. It's pretty painful. 55,000 pages, another 55,000 files on 183 CDs. Everything you're about to see is an exact copy of the original Iranian material. So well, the Israeli Mossad was able thing. to get exact copies. Iran lied. Big time. After signing the nuclear deal in uh, 2015, Iran intensified its efforts to hide its secret nuclear files. In 2017, Iran moved its nuclear weapons files to a highly secret location in Tehran. This is the Shorabad district in southern Tehran. This is where they kept the atomic archives, right here. So let me tell you the history of this material. We've known for years that Iran had a secret nuclear weapons program called Project Ahmad. We can now prove that Project Ahmad was a comprehensive program to design, build, and test nuclear weapons. We can also prove that Iran is secretly storing Project Ahmad material to use at a time of its choice to develop nuclear weapons. But listen carefully to the words that, that he, uh, and this is really important. I mean, our, our listeners kind of get this, but in case you might be listening to the Hasbara King, uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, that he was using past tense. Iran had, you know, a nuclear program, blah, blah, blah. These, he didn't say that the program was secret. He said the files were secret. So, it, you know, he is quite a showman, but I can tell you that what we heard from the UK, what we heard from the EU, and what we heard from even American intelligence sources, all of whom said, Jamal, that this is old news, this is stuff that everybody knew about, and in fact that the Iranians were open to sharing with the Americans as part of the negotiating process that they had to come up with the deal in 2017. Well, does this remind you of anything, Jess? Um, I think it, what it reminds me of is Netanyahu's infamous show and tell at the United Nations. You mean Colin Powell's? Well, yeah, also Colin Powell's. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the show and tell with the bomb. With the, the bomb, but what? it also reminds me of Colin Powell. Colin You're Powell exactly right. because this whole PowerPoint presentation. Exactly the same thing. You know, that was a pretext to invade Iraq based on lies, based that, you know, stating at the time that they had credible, had. Had. credible evidence that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. So here's the bottom line, though, with, uh, with Netanyahu. The information that he portrayed is not secret. It's well known in the intelligence and in diplomatic circles all over the world. The other thing that Netanyahu uh, uh, obviously did not talk about is that even the United States, together with the rest of the international community, has acknowledged, and again, including U.S. military, U.S. intelligence sources, that Iran has lived up to its side of the agreement of the nuclear deal that it signed under the Obama 
administration. What this is all about, Jamal, is two things. It's an attempt to undermine the uh, Iran nuclear deal that Obama signed with the Iranians, an attempt to foment more fragmentation in the region, and to give Israel an excuse, I think, to bomb uh, and to set off this kind of really outrageous um, you know, destabilization of the region. That's really what it comes down to. And I think Netanyahu was, this was really an audience of one Jamal. Because no one believes, I mean, if you know, this is going to be tough because who lies more, who's the biggest liar? On the international stage, Jamal, nobody believes Benjamin Netanyahu. There's not a diplomat. There's not an intelligence service. There's not a person with any kind of credibility that believes anything Benjamin Netanyahu says. And this added, this added to his... Plus, he needs a distraction, of which, course. which we, that's why we're drawing the parallel. Right. Who lies more, Benjamin Netanyahu or Donald Trump? And Benjamin Netanyahu, this is at the time, of course, where he has all the internal investigation about corruptions, etc., but also the entire world has been witnessing the slaughter, the ongoing slaughter of Palestinians, unarmed Palestinians. Unarmed Palestinians in Gaza. In, right. in Gaza, including children and journalists. So, so this is basically smoke, basically smoke and mirrors right. uh, trying to distract the world. But I have a surprise for you and a soundbite <laughs> no. from someone who you know we've interviewed on the show. It's a surprise. We were actually one of the first people to interview on the show. Oh, okay. And when you hear his uh, voice, this is not our interview, another interview on his voice. This is, this is the answer for Benjamin Netanyahu, who is in total denial, by the way, he talks about Iran's nuclear, so alleged nuclear program, uh, while Israel has more than 200 plus nuclear, nuclear weapons. So let's uh, okay. also listen to this. And our listeners, uh, you know, to a rebuttal from the past to Netanyahu. My name is Mordecai Baranu, man who served 18 years in Israel prison for revealing Israel nuclear weapons secrets in 1986 to the Sunday Times of London and was kidnapped by Israel Mossad's spy from Rome and brought by a boat ship to Israel and served in Israel prison for 18 years. Total isolation. Yeah, um, okay, um, Mordecai, what made you decide that uh, that you had to to uh, reveal this uh, the the program? Well, very interesting question. The main uh, reason is because I worked in that place and I knew a lot about what they are doing there. I concluded that they producing too much atomic bomb beyond any imagination of all the world's spy organization, including the CIA. At that time, 1986, they presumed that Israel have about five to 10 atomic bombs. And my conclusion, my conclusion from my production is they are producing about 10 atomic bombs every year. And they have around 200 atomic bombs. I thought it's too much beyond anyone realizing. Also, I find out they are producing a hydrogen bomb, very powerful atomic bomb that have no justification for the Israelis. 
it's not for the fans. It's it's too much, and I decided the world must know. That's and the voice of Mordecai Vanunu. Yeah, you're right. We interviewed him. That's the voice of Mordecai Vanunu. We actually spoke to Mordecai Vanunu when, when he, he was hiding out in Jerusalem. Well, he was on kind of house arrest, right. and he was living at the. Uh, St. George Convent in uh, Jerusalem or East Jerusalem. He right. moved to the Palestinian side of Jerusalem and the Israelis uh, took away his passport and it's still actually he cannot leave the country. This is the man who basically spilled the beans on Israel's nuclear weapons program Telling you, telling the entire world, not only that Israel had more than 200 nuclear weapons. But also a hydrogen bomb. But also they were working on a hydrogen bomb, prompting the Mossad to uh, kidnap him and bring him back to the country. So the crazy thing about it, just the crazy, the crazy thing about this whole debate, you know, here you have Benjamin Netanyahu standing in front of the world. And we, and this is not the first time. This is not the first time he has been lying. He was, you're right, he was at the United Nations with another Hasbara show until with that silly drawing of, of the bomb. Now he thought, he, he kind of thinks that the people have short memories. He was laughed at during that presentation. People laughed so at him. So he thinks now just because he can appear in front of a large screen with a PowerPoint presentation, a little bit slicker than his presentation at the United Nations, and try to convince everyone that Israel has thousands and thousands of pages and, and files about uh, Iran's nuclear pro program, that we are supposed to believe him. But nobody believes him, Jamal. But the big thing, nope. Israel has never admitted that anything it has the bomb. that it has the bomb. It's the only country that has introduced nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction into the Middle East. Well, they are the only one that legitimately has a weapon of mass destruction and, in the Middle East. And then, of course, there is another interview, but I'm not going to use it, uh, he was on CNN and he was on uh, Tapper, uh, who asked him several times if Israel had any nuclear weapons and he started to beat around the bush and wherever. The whole world knows that Israel is the largest and the biggest culprit when it comes to the proliferation of nuclear weapons into the Middle East. Exactly. Yet he wants to drive this country into yet another war. Into yet another war because he knows we have in the White House Donald Trump, his buddy Donald Trump, and Jared Kushner, son-in-law of Donald Trump, where Benjamin Netanyahu used to sleep in his bed. Literally his literally bed. Literally in his bed when he visited <laughs> New York in New Jersey, basically. And he bragged about it. He wants to drive this entire country to another catastrophic war. And and let's not forget, Jamal, that it was the Israelis who were also behind pushing the United States to invade Iraq. I mean, they were also one of the primary, uh, you know, forces encouraging George Bush at the time through the Mossad to invade Iraq. And, and here we are. Let's Let's let our listeners know the two things in a little more detail, Jamal about why Benjamin Netanyahu needs to distract through Hasbara and lying yet again. 
He's been indicted on multiple accounts in Israel for, I mean, bribery, I guess, would be the, the best way of, of, of— Corruption. Yeah, corruption and bribery, basically taking money and gifts from large donors, by the way, most of whom are in the United States, Israelis living in the United States, taking money from them and giving them benefits or access to power or getting laws changed to benefit the people that have paid him. Secondly, and I think as as you mentioned, this is a really important point, the entire world has basically condemned Israel for its brutal, excessive, murderous attack on nonviolent protesters in Gaza. So every Friday we have the Al-Auda march, the kind of return march where civilian, unarmed Palestinian men, women, and children march to the border uh, in Gaza demanding a return to their lands. You know, Jamal, you know, when you know you and I have both been to Gaza, we know this. When you're a refugee or you're living in Gaza, you can see your homeland from where you were displaced in 1948. Well, you it, know, most people who live in Gaza, more than 80% of are refugees. Are refugees. They uh, hail from cities, towns, and villages like uh, Haifa and Jaffa and Akka and others. So, so when when they claim, you know, the Israelis, when they claim these people are trying to breach through the the so-called security fence, they're going back to their homes and That's villages. That's all. That's all they're doing. You know, we're coming up on the 70th anniversary, Jamal, of the Nakba. And, you know, nonviolent protesting is enshrined in civil disobedience historically, whether it's in, you know, apartheid South Africa or within the civil rights movement here in the United States. And yet what the Palestinians in Gaza are being met with is sniper fire, tear gas, live bullets, uh, murderous rubber bullets. I mean, basically, they're being assaulted. And um, unfortunately, you, you have, except for the United States, and the, the unfortunate part is the world has condemned the government of Israel for its brutal, for, brutal attacks on innocent civilians. The only country that hasn't done this is the United States. Well, I think Micronesia, too. I'm sorry. But essentially, the United States continues to give Israel cover for their murderous adventurism in uh, in Gaza right now. So let's switch a little bit and then we'll go back to talk about the lies of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. OK, who's now? Ne- we're going to talk about the lies of Donald Trump. And we're going to talk. I don't think we have enough time. man. Yeah, but we'll 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 at least. Uh, try to talk about his uh, most most recent. most recent lies and the big bombshell. And we're talking since we're talking about nuclear weapons. This the, is another big bombshell. Well, these are bombshells of lies. Yeah, of lies. Yeah, and well, also of um, admittance. Uh, and this was the big bombshell that Rudy Giuliani. Speaking of liars, another liar, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually. You know, threw everyone under the bus. And so we've been listening and, and this taking us back. And, 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 and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Russian affair. Uh, but uh, this is the Stormy Daniels affair. And we've been listening to Donald Trump, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, the lawyer of his lawyer, uh, Schwartz. 
Yes, Schwartz is Cohen's lawyer. Cohen's lawyer. Yes. All appearing on national TV, denying any wrongdoing, saying that the $130,000 in hush money came that, directly that, from Cohen. That Cohen paid Daniels on his own. On his own. He borrowed it from his home equity line of credit. Right. You know? And this was un. You know, Donald Trump didn't know anything about that. You know, he, he said that on Air Force One. He's such a wonderful lawyer. Imagine your lawyer paying $130,000 yeah. to cover up for someone's sexual escapades. Right. And so he didn't know anything about it. There was no wrongdoing. And sensing the heat, because now Donald Trump and the whole investigation <laughs> conducted by Mueller... And sooner or later, hopefully, you know, Donald Trump will will, will be sworn to testify, right? Yeah, we at can, some, we can some, only see, we can point. only hope, yeah. So Donald Trump resorts to another big liar, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, the king of lies, Giuliani, yeah. yeah. Really? To defend I'm, him. Right. So he's now the one who's carrying the mantle not only to defend him, but defend the action by Cohen, defend everyone and everything else. And, and this was supposed to be a friendly interview, you know, on where else? Hannity. Hannity on Fox, on Fox News, yeah. where they feel at home to lie and add more lies. I call it the house of lies. I actually call... Fox News, Fox Noise. <laughs> and so he's there, and he dropped the bombshell. This is when he dropped the bombshell, Yes, It was a big bombshell. basically said that Donald Trump reimbursed, he repaid back the $130,000. That's right. And that somehow Donald Trump pays Michael Cohen $35,000 a month retainer for doing nothing but to pay hush money and and keep these scandals under the lid. I I, I think it was a bombshell because basically huge huge as would as Donald Trump would say. Yeah, it's huge. It's bigly because basically Rudy Giuliani said the president has been lying. Rudy Giuliani has basically been saying Michael Cohen has been lying. Rudy Giuliani basically said everybody's been lying except me. And I'm here to tell you that Donald Trump has paid the $130,000 hush fund through this retainer, which goes against everything that, you know, Donald Trump has been lying about. Because basically he's been saying, I didn't know about the money. I didn't know about the agreement. Everything that Stormy Daniels has said has been a lie. I have no idea. Now, Rudy is saying, ah, well, yeah, Donald did know about it, and uh, he's been reimbursed. I, I, I still don't believe it. I still don't. I still don't believe that, they, that he's been paid this much of a retainer on a consistent basis. So time will tell. But it has thrown everything up in the air, Jamal. Well, let's, let's listen to Rudy. Why are you torturing me like this, man? Well, you know, we have to hear the truth. We're paying some Stormy Daniels woman 130000 I mean, which is going to turn out to be perfectly legal. So, so they, they funneled it through a law firm. Funneled through a law firm, and the president repaid it. 
I was talking about the $130,000 payment, right. the settlement payment, which is a very regular thing for lawyers to do. The president reimbursed that over a period of several months. Well, anyway, we had music to go to go with that. But basically, everything that, remember, uh, Donald Trump on Air Force One asked about the issue. And he, he had said, no, no idea no, no, about I it. No idea about it. Talked to uh, Michael Cohen. And all of a sudden now, his new lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, comes and says, yeah, of course he paid the money and he re- reimbursed him for it. Imagine we've been listening to these lies for months. Months. This is, you know what is this? Jess, this is the early Christmas gift for Michael Avenatti, yeah. Stormy Daniels' lawyer. lawyer. See, I, I think that's right, but I also have another theory, and this is a classic uh, Trump and I think Netanyahu and Israeli maneuver. You have, let's say you have a, uh, a lot of big problems, Jamal, and, you know, the world and people are coming down hard on you. I have a theory that there, Rudy Giuliani is saying, look over here, we'll admit to this $130,000 thing. We, you know, we'll, we'll come clean on that. We'll admit to that because the legal consequences and jeopardy to lying about an affair and lying about paying and not paying are so small in comparison to collusion with the with the Russian government are so small uh, in in relation to obstructing justice are so small in terms of thinking about what the Trump organization did with the Russians. I think this is just a little bone to throw out there because honestly, the bigger issue right now is that Donald Trump, because of these questions that were leaked out to uh, the New York Times a couple of days ago about questions that Mueller wants Donald Trump to address, these 48 questions, really reflect significant evidence that Mueller has already developed around obstruction uh, of justice and collusion with the Russians. I think the, I, I really do believe that the walls are starting to come in a little bit around Donald Trump, and this is just a little bone to throw throw out there. I, he's got a lot bigger problems than paying off uh, adult film actress for an affair that happened uh, a number of years ago, Jamal. I, I think they're bigger fish to fry. Well, bigger fish to, f- to, to fry, and our topic remains this... Uh, oh, so what's your conclusion? Who's a bigger liar? Well, that's why we need our listeners and our viewers to vote you know, and help us out and tell us who, who is the bigger liar. But I also need to remind our listeners, which is going to be very confusing because we, we actually, uh, there is a list compiled just at least right here in the United States uh, monitoring uh, the lies of Donald Trump in uh, 466 days. How many lies? He topped three thousand lies or they label them as untrue or misleading statements which means on average that's about five a day trump lies six and a half times every Every single day six and a half times he lies every single day and and but i think three thousand lies i think netanyahu has that beat though 
Well, I'm sure he does, but at least, you know, there is an organization that kind of tracks Donald Trump lies, and uh, they've been documenting every, every single, you know, one of those lies. Of course, the biggest lies that he's been kind of, he's, he, he has accelerated. Right. By the way, just in, just in case you're not sure, we are, we are here live in San Francisco on KPOO at 89.5 FM. We're also on Facebook Live at Jamal Dejani 2. Uh, so check us out on Facebook Live. Um, I, I don't know. Do you think, I mean, when I, other, well, I think, you know, Netanyahu has been lying about so many things. But this PowerPoint presentation about Iran, when I think about it, is a much more sophisticated and calculated attempt at lying. What's your sense? I mean, Trump couldn't do a PowerPoint. He doesn't have the attention. Well, he has people who can help him out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having a hard time kind of making an assessment because Trump lies on average, you know, five to six times a day. So that's that's extensive. But every day Netanyahu is saying something about Iran— they're saying something about what's happening in Gaza. I mean, it's the Hasbro machine, Jamal, which we've talked about at length on this show, is really a lie machine. I mean, it's for, for what it comes down with. It's a systematic attempt to create lies about what's happening, you know, in the Middle East, in, in the Arab world, and um, in Palestine. And that, that um, situation in Gaza, Jamal, is really worrisome to the to Netanyahu and the Israelis because think about what happened in apartheid South Africa think about the civil rights movement these are all the found historical foundations for what Palestinians are doing in Gaza they're basically saying they're demanding uh, they're demanding justice they're demanding their rights they're demanding through civil disobedience and nonviolent action, marching to return to their homes in Haifa, in Yaffa, in Akka. Um, this is, what are the Israelis going to do, Jamar? Are they going to kill and murder Palestinian journalists and children every week? Is that the solution? Well, they have been doing it. And going back into comparing and contrasting the lies of Donald Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu, Netanyahu's lies are more dangerous to world peace, not just to the Middle East. Right. I, I think most of the lies that uh, Donald Trump uh, has been, uh, you know, saying, uh, they are either to cover his tracks because of his sexual escapades and scandals right. Right. and financial problems and the collusion and all these things. Yeah, they do have effects on American national security, but they also have major effects on, on him personally. Benjamin Netanyahu lies to drag this entire world, not just the United States, into a major confrontation, into a war, you know, with Iran. He lies to cover, cover the ethnic, to cover up the ethnic cleansing of Palestine and the, and, and, and the daily you know, attacks on Palestinians. He lies to steal more Palestinian land and property. He lies on the case of Syria to also create more mayhem so he, they can also go and bomb Syria and blame blame it on, on the regime. 
every single every single lie that Benjamin Netanyahu uh, you know ha- has basically has major repercussions no i think that's an excellent point and you know it's not lost on people in the region jamal that the same lies that created the invasion in iraq are being perpetrated right now about syria and iran and that well let me let me ask you this let me ask you this much do the israelis have a because i know you monitor the arab media very very carefully on this and i only do it secondarily but the israeli government has been wanting to go after hezbollah in in lebanon and some of its proxies in syria and obviously directly in iran for many decades now do the israelis fully appreciate what they're up against when they talk about wanting to take out you know Hezbollah and and the forces in South Lebanon and what's happening in Syria and Iran. This is not the same dynamics that they're used to in terms of what happened in Iraq or or in other places. Do they really understand what what they're up against? Well, to a certain degree, uh, and I wouldn't say everyone, you know, the Israelis play along, including, sadly, including the left and or they'd rather bury their heads in the sand right. in the cafes of uh, and Tel on Aviv. the beach on in Tel Aviv when you know if they don't see it on TV they don't see all the killing that's happening in Gaza or the West Bank and it's not affecting them they won't say anything right it only affects them and it affects them in a in a very big way if Israel loses some of its soldiers like what happened during the war in Lebanon in Lebanon right and so far what Benjamin Netanyahu has been doing he's been you know sending I mean on the Gaza front from a distance which is you know incredible that the inter- that the international community is silent about this they're using snipers to shoot, kill, and maim little children, unarmed civilians and journalists. journalists. Right. In Syria, they're sending their F-16s to bomb different uh, sites for either Hezbollah or the uh, uh, Syrian army. And so they haven't had any uh, losses. Any engagement, right. Uh, and and so the Israelis, you know, they and he knows, he, he and, and Benjamin Netanyahu, by the way, he plays to his base, which is really the settlers, and now who are now becoming stronger and stronger, more than 650,000 settlers in the West Bank alone. Right. And they are his core group. And they vote. And they vote, <laughs> and, 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 and he's in trouble because of corruption, because... And many other things, and so whenever he he's in trouble, you know he comes up with these outrageous uh, statements, and he goes after, you know, a I would say a weak target. And what's weaker than shooting little children right. and journalists from a distance with sniper or rifles, going to a yeah. beleaguered country like Syria and bombing it from with F sixteen uh, from F sixteen. F-16, but in any case, you know, his last, you know, show and tell Hasbara, 
you know, I think the international community is laughing. They are laughing at him. No They're, one believes him. No one, no one believes uh, a word of his presentation. No one is convinced that Israel has gathered thousands and thousands of real documents, that he had them in bookcases <coughs> behind them. And sadly, even though that we say on a large level, you know, no one believes that, but we have him, right? He's, he's been the kind of the troublemaker of the Middle East. And then we have Donald Trump sitting in the White House. Who believes him. So words do matter. Right. You have this com combination. You have now Pompeo as Secretary of State. You have so many of, of the trigger-happy people surrounding <sighs> Donald Trump. John that, Bolton. That yeah. will put the George W's administration into shame. And that's the danger about it that we are, you know, we could see some action because of this. No, I think you're exactly right. And, and, and the thing is, is I'm going to make some parallels here, is that you're right that the settlers are Netanyahu's base. You know, th those are the base for Netanyahu and they do vote. But when we say that the international community doesn't believe Netanyahu, there is one part of the international community that does believe him. And those are Trump supporters. So it's this kind of weird thing. You have these radical right-wing extreme settlers, many of whom are Americans, by the way, who are, you know, doing these extremist, radicalized, you know, things in, in Palestine and the West Bank. And you have these 800,000 settlers. And yet when Netanyahu speaks this kind of Hasbara, the Trump supporters believe him. It's... They're much, they're politically and in terms of their thinking, this is about, you know, what's Trump approval rating right now is 37 to 41 percent. Those people actually do believe Netanyahu. And the sad consequence of that, the frightening, sad, tragic consequence is that that kind of belief could very fact lead us to the next greatest tragedy and destruction uh, in the Arab world and Middle East. Yeah, that's why I, I've said, you know, it's not about the number of lies. I think the number of lies... Uh, Netanyahu and, and, might win. And No, no, the number of lies and in the speed of lies, six and a half lies by Donald Trump in the White House per day now, more than 3,000 in about 400 days. This is astronomical just by all counts. But the danger, yes. it's not about quality it's, and quantity, it's, it's about quality, quality of the lie. Yeah. But the danger of the lie, you know, we've established that Donald Trump lies mostly to protect himself and right. his family and cover up his sexual escapades and so forth. But Benjamin Netanyahu now, he is in one kind of trying to convince the world in a that in one or more remarkable intelligence scoops of modern history, Netanyahu claims that Israel's intelligence operatives 
presumably working for the Mossad, had managed to collect <laughs> 55,000 documents from a secret warehouse in Iran. In Tehran, yes. In Tehran. So, so, they, so like, like they, you have like, you know, thousands of Mossad agents roaming in Tehran. He's trying to convince you that they've collected 55,000 documents from a secret warehouse in Tehran. And they show that the nuclear deal signed in 2015 between Iran and the UN Security Council's permanent members and uh, at the time also Germany were built on a lie. That's, this is his argument. Well, this is his argument. Breaking news. So, so basically he's telling— He's lying. He, his, he, this is one major lie, not, not the, you know, one major lie that he wants to drag— the United States, Europe, and the entire Middle East into a war with Iran. But that's exactly so what the he, consequences are, are much great. greater. No, yeah. I think that's exactly right. So here's my assessment of where we're at today in the competition between who is the biggest liar, Benjamin Netanyahu or Donald Trump. I think our conclusion comes to this. If it's the quantity of the lie— our vote goes to Donald Trump as the winner. More than 3,000 times in 466 days. So in terms of quantity, Donald Trump, you are the winner. But in terms of quality of the lie, with the most potential for destructive consequence, Benjamin Netanyahu, you are the winner. Because the consequences of your lie lead to war, destruction, the killing of innocent civilians, and the fragmentation of the entire region of the Arab world in the Middle East. So I think we have two winners today, Jamal. I think we have two winners. And we'd like to listen from, uh, um, to hear from our viewers and listeners on Facebook Live. You can post us a comment. You can tell us who you, what's your opinion, who's lying more. You can also uh, tweet us your answer if you'd like. At Arab Talk on Twitter. But I do want to come back to this other point that we were making earlier while we get some responses to this, Jamal. I mean, the, all kidding aside, the larger issue, I, I think this whole thing with, uh, you know, Stormy Daniels is a smokescreen for the larger issue right now, which really comes down to, you know, you know the, the, the kind of collusion that Trump and the Trump organization had and who knows, may continue to have with the uh, uh, Russian oligarchs and the Russian government. I mean, you know, one of the biggest lies that Trump just caught in, was caught in recently, is that he was fond of saying that when he was at the Miss Universe pageant, that he only stayed one night in, uh, in Moscow because part of the dossier that was written came out and said, well, he stayed actually two nights and possibly three, and that one of those nights he was, you know, he, he was uh, doing some of his sexual escapades that night. He denied it. Well, now we're finding out that he— It's not true. It's not true. And most likely we are going to find out slowly and surely with the Mueller investigation that there's been extensive coordination and— most likely collusion, coordination between the Trump administration and the Russian government. <coughs> but also, I think the biggest thing here, Jamal, 
money laundering. Money laundering. And the money laundering, you know, we started to talk about it way back. I know. And just the money laundering that entails not only Donald Trump, but the money laundering that we were talking about entails uh, Jared Kushner and the Kushner family. Well, yeah, the money laundering with Kushners. But many people don't know this about Michael Cohen, Jamal. And, you know, you lived in New York for a while. Do you know he has 200 taxi medallions? Yep. And he, we were led to believe that he had to take out a $130,000 mortgage on his house. Home equity loan. <coughs> Yet he has 200 taxi medallions, each estimated to be worth $1 million in revenue. Does that make sense to you? Well, it doesn't make sense to me that he took the $130,000 mortgage when Rudy Giuliani said yesterday that Donald Trump pays him $35,000 per month. Do the math. I know. 35000 times 12 is what? Well, that's 358 That's over $400,000 So why a year. would you, if, you, if you're just for, from one client and, and you're doing nothing but covering up for his, uh, you know, sexual escapades, and you're receiving close to $400,000. Why do you need to borrow $130,000? And then Rudy Giuliani said, oh, you know, no, he paid it back. <laughs> right. And left some money for, for Cohen to make a, a profit and pay taxes. Isn't yeah, that makes sense. A- and I have, well, maybe we should have said Benjamin Netanyahu, Donald Trump, and Rudy Giuliani in this kind of race to who tells the most lies because they're coming fast and furious at this point. At this point, I just because we're coming towards the end of our show, Jess, and this is something we did not pause, but who do, do you believe more, a porn star actress or the president of the United <coughs> States? Well, that's an easy one. I believe Stormy Daniels over Donald Trump, over Benjamin Netanyahu, over Jared Kushner, and over Rudy Giuliani in a heartbeat. So the credibility of a porn star, yeah, I mean, is much greater. Much and, greater. And you know, I think you know, without going into all the details, I mean, you look at all the interviews that uh, Stormy Daniels has done. She seems very credible. Her story has been consistent. Well, also the evidence now, she's been saying all along, you know, and they've been, and her lawyer has been saying all along uh, something fishy about the $130,000. And it's been proven true. And it has been proven true yeah, that, and that her Donald story Trump has, knew her, about it. Her story hasn't wavered. Well, my whole point about this, Jamal, is that the close relationship between Donald Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu really does speak volumes about, you know, uh, what's happening in the world right now politically for people to open their, their eyes in terms of all of these really destructive elements and forces that are happening right now. And unfortunately, it's going to be the people of the Arab world and the Middle East who are going to bear, again, the consequences. We're coming up on the 70th anniversary of the Nakba, Jamal, 70 years after which the Palestinians were, you know, forcibly removed from their homes and lands that they've been living in for thousands of years, 500 villages being 
being depopulated, you know, murders, mass murders occurring at a large scale. And, you know, the destruction that has been brought to Syria, the destruction that has been brought to Iraq, uh, to North Africa, to Tunisia. And we're on the precipice, if we're going to believe these two big liars, of yet another destructive element. Well, <clears throat> we want to thank our listeners for joining us today, Jamal. You can follow us at www.arabtalkradio.com. You could follow us on Facebook at Jamal Dejani too. You can follow us on Twitter at Arab Talk, and you can follow us on SoundCloud. That's right. We have all these platforms available for you. Send us your comments, too. Old-fashioned way, Arab Talk Radio at kpoo.com. We'll see you next week. Yeah, 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 yeah,